Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Rushville. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Rush County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. It is Wednesday, November 30th. It is six minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And it is time for our daily Elon Musk update. He has suggested that internal files of Twitter's free speech suppression could soon be revealed. These are the Twitter files. He says the public deserves to know what really happened. And now we've got McCarthy ripping on the Biden administration for going after Elon Musk. The willingness of Democrats to openly attack people because they have they have, I don't know if derailed would be the right word, but I'll just go with it for now, derailed their ability to have a monopoly on stymieing speech should alarm every single American. Because what is Twitter, right? Twitter at its core was designed to be, and when during best use is, the ability to have a free flow of ideas and information into the public sphere. Uh, that's kind of how our country was founded, mm-hmm. was the idea where there was a literal town square 240 years ago. Now it is a virtual town square mm-hmm. in which as long as you do not advocate for violence amongst other people. Now, in the case of t- Twitter, I get, I, the Ayatollah still has a Twitter. Did you know that? Did you know you can DM the Ayatollah of Iran directly? mm I learned this yesterday. Hammer did it. And I wish Ham- I know really? Hammer, Hammer's out today. I was going to talk to him about it. Hammer sent, and maybe I'll read it, the, the DM that Hammer sent the Ayatollah. And I was like, how are you doing this? Are you guys like following each other? He said, no, no, no. Anybody can DM the Ayatollah of Iran on Twitter. But for the most part, unless, and I guess he's a world leader, so maybe there even would be an exemption for that. Unless you're threatening violence on other people. You look totally perplexed that I just told you the Ayatollah. You can DM the Ayatollah of Iran. I'm curious as to what he said to him. No, I don't think they were I don't think it's like somebody sitting there responding because I think as of this morning, Hammer still had all his limbs. So based on <laughs> well, the message that Hammer you sent said him. Hammer DM the Ayatollah of Iran. Hammer's out today, yeah, by the way. Yeah, so is. wait a second. But I, but I, but he, but he <laughs> the was, two are not related. He was text messaging me. So uh, uh, unless he learned how to do it with his tongue, I'm assuming that he still has all of ex, his extremities. Uh, I don't know. Point is, why would, unless you are threatening violence on another person, uh, or, or, you know, doing inappropriate things in terms of advocating for, you know, just countless things. We don't have time to go into here, but people know generally good standing in society. Why would you not want as many people mm-hmm. giving their opinions as possible? Mm-hmm. Well, unless you just recognize that once the free flow of thought is into the public sphere, the free flow of thought forces liberalism to be explained. And when liberalism has to be explained, liberalism always falls over because it is a highly, it is highly flawed from an intellectual perspective. Well, Elon Musk says that Twitter needs to come clean about how the bombshell reporting of the first family's overseas business dealings were blocked from being shared on Twitter. So Twitter is a 
privately owned company and okay so you've got the 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 first amendment yeah, right? right freedom of the press sure well the press has gone digital sure with all of these platforms but it's but it's not even digital it's or not even the press it's the idea that i own this company and this company is about people using it to put information out into the public sphere and that is something that has happened and in one of the reasons we are such a great country is that has been allowed to happen for 240 years and unlike in iran where those poor soccer players looked like someone because they probably did were scared well they were scared because someone had a had a gun to their head mm -hmm. you know and off beyond closed doors they probably had that and worse they're not allowed to have a free flow of ideas. Mm -hmm. Our players can kneel. They can turn their back. They can not come out. They can do whatever they want, and they get away with it. And that's America. And and that is what separates us from them. But the left would rather be them because them, this is great grammar, them thrive. <laughs> My mother, the English teacher, is very upset. But them thrive mm -hmm. when you stymie the ability of all sorts of thoughts to be consumed because when people are forced to defend or explain the lunacy that is radical leftism, people walk away from it. And they had a very powerful vessel to promote their insanity in terms of Twitter stymieing the ability of all thoughts to be seen and heard. Okay, well, what about Apple now saying that they're going to end distribution of Twitter on the iPhone. Apple, an American company, they have locked up the market. More than 50% of Americans use an iPhone. So they're not concerned about losing us as customers, Apple. No, that's, that's a great point. So what you just said, say what you just said right there, the very last part of that. They are not what? They are not concerned about losing us as customers. They've already got us locked up. Ah, okay, right there. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, so doesn't that sound familiar, what you just said right there? They're not concerned about losing you as a customer because they have you locked up. Mm -hmm. So Apple knows it can do whatever it wants and you will not leave Apple. Boy, mm -hmm. doesn't that sound like a group of people right up the road from us at 200 West Washington Street who every year promise to do certain things when they're running for public office mm. and then once they get into public office they don't do those things yes i'm talking about the super majorities in the that the republican party has in the indiana house and the indiana senate i'm talking about uh the duke of spendingburg todd young in the u.s senate i'm talking about eric holcomb why do they not do the things that they tell you they're going to do once they get reelected? because once they've been reelected, they do not fear you apple does not fear you they're done with with the us, Republicans. and now they're beholden to their real master. Yes, thank you. And I don't know if you intended <laughs> to do that or accidentally did that, but that is the most brilliant thing in the history of ever, and I'm giving you a big old round of applause for doing that. People, and this is natural, people appease those who they fear. And that is true in politics. Why does the why do the Republicans here bend a knee to the angry red-shirted teachers? Because they fear them. The teachers are going to vote in the interest of the teachers. They're not going to roll over and vote Republican because the ideology for the angry red-shirted teachers is the betterment of the angry red-shirted teacher. The Republicans know here they have your vote. It doesn't matter. They could not have put two more crappy candidates than Young and Morales up, and they both won overwhelmingly. Same thing going on with Apple. Mm -hmm. You're not going to leave. You're beholden to them 
the, the iPhone, and that is true in just about every facet of life. If someone doesn't fear you, they will not listen to you. They will not do as you say. So if we're not the master of Apple because they've already got us already consuming their product, who is their master? Great question. CCP? Does that come to anybody's mind? The, 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 perfect, perfect. So, right. So, if they don't potentially lock down, you know, uh, we saw this happen with the protest the other day. If they don't potentially lock down certain things, China says you're out. Mm-hmm. They don't want to lose that money from China. Right. Here in the U.S., if they lock out Twitter, U.S. government's not going to say you're out. Biden's probably going to give them a big round of applause. Right. Because he doesn't want the free speech. Well, here's Kevin McCarthy uh, saying that the Biden administration should not be going after Elon Musk. The White House saying that they're keeping an eye on Twitter under Elon Musk's ownership and leadership. That is offensive to me. Government's going to go after someone that wants to have free speech? What do they have to look at Twitter about? Do they want to go more after American public about whether they can have an opinion on something? I think the American public have spoken on this. I think our First Amendment stands up, and I I think they should stop picking on Elon Musk. You know, Elon Musk has succeeded in many places. I'd I'd bet on him more than government going after you. And one thing I would say when we talk about accountability, we'll no longer let government go after people simply because of their political views. A couple more things regarding Twitter. The former head of trust and safety said that the company no longer has enough staff for safety work. That sounds just a little bit like sour grapes. But Elon Musk did say anybody working on software projects has to go now sit on the floor of the Twitter headquarters. This was in an email as he's directing his staff. And because of his choices to allow free speech on this platform, he is getting pressure not only from advertisers on Twitter, but for the Tesla brand as well. So uh, Elon Musk is gaining a lot of enemies right now but also a lot of friends and people who are cheering him on saying keep going all right when we come back i had an event happen at my house last night oh right and uh my wife and i had a conversation about this about whether i did the right thing mm. And you always do. Well, I'm surprised I'm gonna, you question I'm, I'm it. Gonna, I'm a Kevin weigh in on this too. Okay. Uh, it involves my dog. It involves my power going out. It's uh, I really need some life advice on this. Have I handled this the right way? Fantastic. We've also got a rail strike that we're going to address coming up from 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Good morning, it is 19 minutes after 10 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And let's take a look at some trending stories. Mike Lindell, the MyPillow guy, he has announced that he is 100% running to be the chairman of the Republican National Committee, a position now being held by McDaniel. Also trending still, Christian Pulisic from the men's national soccer team. He posted a picture of himself in the hospital after suffering an abdominal injury during 
during the game against Iran. Iran, sorry, which they won 0-1. to He scored in the 38th minute of the game. And finally trending, gingerbread decorations. Those are the worst. <laughs> to make or to eat? No, to, to try to make those. They've got those kits. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I've never had a positive experience with those kits, and they don't. Those kits taste terrible. Mm-hmm. Does yours normally come out a little wonky? A little wonky. <laughs> you need more icing. Use the icing as the glue. Uh, very healthy for you. Yes, they say much of the attraction of the trend of gingerbread decorations resol- revolves around the desire to connect to a simpler time. Uh, okay. So what's your problem? Well, okay. So the, last night <laughs> it was uh, very windy. Yeah. And. In Brownsburg, many people lost power. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing I do like is they will send you a text message upon you losing power because I try to leave lights on when I go to bed, mm-hmm. you know, for the comfort of the dog, et cetera. Sure, so you can find your way to the restroom. Exactly. We all know why. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Yes, I'm getting to that <laughs> age, Casey. And so I woke up and it was about 1.30 and all the lights were out. Mm. And so I had, you know, a momentary panic, like, is there some something nefarious going on here? Yeah. So I uh, did what any good husband would do. I... Uh, Woke up your wife. Well, I trudged straight into the darkness and then quickly realized as I was trying to flip lights on and off that all the lights were out. Yeah. And so, okay, the power is out. And then I looked at my phone and I had received a text message from my uh, utility provider that it would be back on by like 440 in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, that's like three hours. Yeah. Okay, fine. So I tried to go back to bed. And my dog, my English bulldog, Bruce, mm-hmm. he's a he's a big lug. Mm-hmm. He's a well-fed fella. Mm-hmm. And he is generally <laughs> very well-behaved in the semblance of he sleeps a lot, mm-hmm. he eats a lot, he will roll over if you try to pet his belly. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of maintenance to this dog. Mm-hmm. However, if things are not as they should be, and by should be, I mean in his routine world, bulldogs are very routine oriented. Yeah. He is not happy. He's concerned. Yeah, not happy in the sense like he's violent or he's barking excessively, but he maneuvers around the property a lot. <laughs> and Casey, I have all wood floors. Yeah, and so when you hear him moving. I hear, you hear his nails clacking. the movement. Mm-hmm. And so I laid back down and like clockwork, I knew, I said, he is not going to be happy about this, that all the lights are out because he needs certain lights on in the house. Mm-hmm. He's got to know where his crate right. is. And I hear him start moving. Yeah. And I hear him start running into things because there's no lights. There's no outside <laughs> lights. There's no inside lights. He's running into things. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe in a few minutes he will he will stop and he will go back to his his uh, his house. By the way, the people get mad about the photos of me with him in his cage. Mm-hmm. That's where he lives. Mm-hmm. That is his house. He is not required to go in that cage. He goes he by choice. That is his home. Right. That's where he now. Why he goes there? Yeah. Does your dog? You have a dog, Kevin. Does your dog do that? No. They. Uh, they. I think they just sleep on the ground. Yeah. yeah. And you got a tiny dog too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she used to have a crate, and yeah. she liked it. He, he his crate is like a hotel. Yeah. It is his, it is a it is a gigantic 
pen for him to operate in. Mm-hmm. Point is, I thought, it's okay, maybe, maybe he'll go back there eventually. So I give it like like 20 minutes of this, mm-hmm. and it is not happening, and I keep hearing him running into things, and then he'll stop, and I think, okay, maybe it is stopped, and then he starts again. So I told my wife, I said, power's out. I'm going to go sit in there with Bruce, lay in there with Bruce. Aww. said, okay, fine. So I bring my pillow in there. I bring my, my bed in there, uh, my, my blanket in there. I'm thinking, okay, I'll sit here for a little bit, and it'll get better. And maybe he'll go in his cage after I'm out there for a while. Mm-hmm. You got to reassure him. That doesn't do good. It does fine until I get up to leave. Like as I'm sitting there, he's fine. He'll sit down. He's fine. Mm-hmm. Then the moment I get up to leave, mm-hmm. the nervous pacing and the running into walls and everything else starts up again. <laughs> so tell my wife, I'm just going to sleep out in the uh, in the family in the living room. room. Yeah. Yes, to keep an eye on Bruce. I'm going to let him come out there with me, and then hopefully he will sleep. And what a good dog, Dad. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> About 4.45, uh-huh. I get a text. I'm awakened from a text message from- Power's coming back on. No. Oh. Now it's now it's the power's going to be out till 10 a.m. Oh. So I'm thinking, okay, I am not laying out here on this uncomfortable couch anymore. I said, bro, you got to go back into uh, your home. You got to go back mm-hmm. to the land of opportunity. So he don't want to go. I finally get him to go, but we're banging into stuff. It wakes my wife up. <laughs> my wife is the sweetest, most wonderful person in the entire world, unless she is awakened from her slumber. Mm-hmm. And in that case, <laughs> I there are a few things I want to take on more than my wife being awakened from her slumber. And then she proceeds to tell me, I finally get him back in his cage. It's an effort. She proceeds to tell me, you should not have placated the dog mm-hmm. by spending your whole evening, your whole night mm-hmm. out there with the dog. Yeah, you spoiled said, him. Well, I said, on one hand, I understand that. But on the other hand, he is an older dog. And if he is perturbed by something, he is not a high drama, high maintenance dog. If he is upset about something, mm-hmm. it's not like this, you know, it's something that he is 24 hours a day, seven days a week causing disturbances. Don't I have an obligation to that animal mm-hmm. to not let it suffer in a time of something that was not his fault? It is not his fault the power went out. Yeah, and this isn't a thing that happens a lot. It was an anomaly. Right. You just want to do reassure him. I think, though, Bruce may need to learn how to self-soothe. Have you tried to educate a bulldog to do anything? <laughs> no. Let me tell you the torture <laughs> it took to learn sit. <laughs> What did you do? Did you throw some treats in his crate to get him to go in there? No, ultimately uh, I uh, That's I, what you should have done. I feared my I feared my wife more than the dog and I said, "Bro, you're I'll on your own. See you in a couple hours." You made the right choice. By the way, why do they tell you the power's going to be back on at 4:44 if then it's 10 a.m. and then like 30 minutes after they said 10 a.m., power comes back on? What happened? Was it a line? I think it was the wind. A, a tree hit a Which line is or fine. something or? I understand those things happen. Yeah. We can't all live in a palatial probably well-wired a state like you do, Mm -hmm. Um, some of us. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, poor Bruce. I'm not even looking, but I can only imagine that the YouTube chat right now, somebody in there is saying, free Bruce. Yeah, oh yeah, it's already there. Bill Bill (laughs) Bill does every day. Fantastic. Bruce is free to do whatever Bruce wants to do. And you know the thing is, 
Bruce is probably napping all day oh, yeah. right now yeah, absolutely. while you're here working yes. on minimal sleep. Yes. And my wife po- pointed that out to me and I said, you're right, but I can't. Yeah. I, you're going to be tired all day and he's lounging around. This is not his fault. He's like, he's a Democrat. I'm glad you made me, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you made me feel like I do the right thing. You did do the right thing. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. We've got some phone calls, don't we? Some yes. voicemails? Yes. Okay. We're going to get to those. And of course, the number 317-684-8444 if you'd like to contribute. It's on the way from 93 WIBC. work with. Are <laughs> you talking about Abdul? All right, so let's get this out that here. That guy's all right with me. And then we'll get to the voicemails. So a- Adam Wren mm-hmm. of uh, Politico, Indianapolis Monthly, Importantville is reporting that yesterday Mike Braun filed his paperwork to run for governor. Yeah. So A lot of dominoes are going to start falling. The silly season is mm-hmm. about to mm-hmm. start because then that likely means... Jim Banks will run for his seat, and then Victoria Sparks will run for his. And, and, then, and then Micah can become a congressman and yeah. name that post office after us. <laughs> Just a, There's a lot of big things riding on the outcome of this election. And Abdul was in here, and we were talking about this, and he goes, well, make sure everybody knows that I, uh, you know, I told everybody I was going to do that back in September. And I said, I think we've done that like nine times. And he said, it's not enough. So let's say, let's do it like this, because everybody's got to get credit for everything. Mm -hmm. Abdul first told us in September, Mike Braun was going to run for governor. Mm -hmm. Adam Wren told us yesterday that he officially filed the paperwork. (laughs) Did everybody get the credit they deserve? Right. Okay, perfect. Thank you. And we're going to get into that more tomorrow when we speak with Abdul. Yeah. All right. Yes. All All right. right. Voicemails. Lots of voicemails. We're going to do two segments today. Hammer is a little under the weather, so we're going to do two segments of voicemails. Next segment is going to be primarily devoted to people weighing in on how often you should wash your hair because a <laughs> lot of people are very passionate about Kevin, both ways, about Kevin not washing his hair every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's get some other ones. Uh, somebody uh, very passionate, we talked about a lot about this yesterday, about, about taxation, a lot about the assessment process, about how your property taxes keep going up, about how the Republicans in Indiana are the party of big taxes and big government. Go ahead. When is enough enough? I mean, you buy a house and you buy the land that it sets on. You're buying it. You're making a mortgage payment. But you have to continue to pay a property tax on something you're still paying for to a government official. That's wrong. Period. It's wrong. Any All taxation is theft. I know, Rob, you're probably going to disagree with me. You're going to go off on some Brownsburg-esque tangent, and that's fine. You have full right to do that. But all taxation is theft. The only tax... That, you know, people say, well, like the gas tax. Well, the gas tax goes for this and the property taxes go for education. There is no, it's all bull. I'm sorry. All taxation is theft. You buy a house, you buy the land that it sits on, but you continually have to pay a property tax. Even after that is paid for, you still have to pay a tax. How is that right? You buy gas and that gas goes toward the highways and roads. Okay, fine, but you you get your plates on your car renewed. You buy a new car, you get plates. They tax you for that. Well, that goes for this. No, it doesn't. Taxation in its all forms is theft, period. I don't know why that guy thought I would be upset about him talking about taxation being bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, he clearly listens to the show enough to know the phone number to call in. Look, there is obviously an argument that in, in a society in which certain things are necessities, i.e. police departments, fire departments, roads, bridges, sidewalks, 
clean drinking water, mm-hmm. uh, sewers, etc. There, there is obviously merit to having those things, and those things come at a cost. The problem is that the government is involved in about 9,000 things when it should be involved in nine things. And as a result, they find every possible way to extract as much of your money as possible. And look, there's a reality, right? Certain taxes there is, you know, are better than other taxes, right? I mean, then that sounds a weird to say, but in the sense of you're taxing someone in the case of a property tax for an item that they are not monetizing. Every year you pay your property tax on something you are not monetizing. If we're going to say, okay, at the end of it, or when you sell that home, then you pay the tax on whatever, you know, percentage of profit you make on the home. Okay. That's an, a worthwhile open conversation. But the idea that every year you get taxed on something you're not monetizing, you have to live somewhere, you can't avoid the tax, and some a single person, in the case, this case the county assessor, his or her office, gets to decide whether your taxes go up or down and there's nothing your elected fiscal body, your county commissioners, your county council can do about it. That's ridiculous. Three one seven six eight four eight four 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 is the phone number. I'm gonna. I want to ask you something, and and yes. I'm gonna surprise you on this. Great. Do you know anything about the managed forest tax incentive program? The what? Yeah. Okay. So this is something we're gonna we're gonna have to look into this oh. because this if you I believe it's three acres or more, uh-huh. and you can get your uh, land classified yes. as a managed oh, forest. Yes. 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 You I, get I, like a twenty five percent off your taxes. I do know. In fact, I do know about this. Uh, my landlord, uh, before I bought my house, my landlord, who is a phenomenal guy, and I used to talk to him all the time, he had, I don't know if it was exactly this, but something similar to this. And he had a tax credit associated mm-hmm. with the acreage that he owned. And I don't right. know if it was that exact thing, but he had something similar to this. Yes. Well, we're going to have to look into this more because it's a certain amount of land that you have to qualify, but then you can say that your property is a managed yes. forest and yes. you only pay 25% of the taxes of a typical residential property. Yes, but there, I'm sure there's rules and stipulations it, and I don't want to guide anybody wrong, but there, there let's are, look into that. There are, but there, there's some sort of protection. There's only only certain things you can do on the property you have to ask you can have a house on it yeah but you've got to but you've got to well, we don't let's not do it until we look into it but okay. there's all there's a whole bunch of things to go into it he told me all about it and I'll, I'll look into it for tomorrow okay uh more uh more calls about schools and taxation i've been doing casey love the show i take on all the schools wanting to more money i believe they got plenty of money during the covid 19 bull crap that's all I got to say about it. We don't need to give them no more money. Mm-hmm. The He's right. Mm-hmm. It will never be enough money. Look at how many, and look no further than all these communities who have passed referendums. And oftentimes now the new thing is they'll tell you it's for teacher pay. Some of it may be for teacher pay. A lot of it ends up not going to teacher pay. How is it that with this infinite amount of money coming into these communities, Avon, I'm looking at you, Mm. and you pass a referendum for teacher pay, that you can be coming back to the community and going, you know, we don't pay our teachers enough, we gotta pay them more. When not only have you violated people's right to property tax caps, but you have assured us that that violation of your right to property tax caps will help the teachers. The money is not the issue. It is the spending of the money. And it is true. 
in local governments across the board. Look at, I'll use my own town of Brownsburg as an example so people won't say you're picking on the schools. <laughs> when we were having a little spat, this is before you got here, Casey, when they mm-hmm. tried to build a Field of Dreams out there in Brownsburg, spend mm-hmm. $21 million on a bunch of Little League fields, and they told us they didn't have any money for the water and sewer plants, I asked this question to them. And at the time, they made the statement, they said, well, you know, uh, we've got $5 million in COVID money coming in, and there's a good chance we can use that $5 million to offset future water and sewer rate increases. I said, great, now now we're cooking with gas here. What happened again this year, Casey? The water and sewer rate went up. There's a $68 million budget. I don't know where that money got spent. I, it apparently did not get a spin on essential town services, and the council's trying to give themselves $5,000 raises. I thought they didn't spend all of that money. Like, didn't they have money left over? Well, every 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 city, every town is different. The point of this, though, is it doesn't matter how much you give, whether it's the Avon school system, the town of Brownsburg, the Zionsville schools, county governments. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much you give them. It'll never be enough, and the Republicans who run this state know it, and they wash their hands of it, and they go, well, that's a local problem. You better call them. When they are facilitating, in this case, the property taxes with the ridiculously flawed assessment process, they know what they're doing. They're doing it deliberately, but it comes back to what we talked about earlier. They don't fear you. They don't feel any sense of urgency, whether it's putting party affiliations on school board races or getting the assessments under control because you won't do anything about it. I'm wondering, now, they came out this week and they said that they want to reinvent high school (laughs) in the state of Indiana. They haven't even invented high school. How do you reinvent it? Right, and I'm really curious if they're going to follow the lead of what they did in Florida with the financial literacy bill because that's something that would be reinventing for the better. And that's that uh, class that the high school seniors have to take where they learn how to do their taxes and they learn how to make a budget and they learn how to pay their bills. They, the Republicans have been in charge almost exclusively of education in this state for 10 years. And they keep complaining about how bad education is. It's no different than the voting argument they made. We got to do all these things with voting. Well, Republicans have run the Secretary of State's office for 30 years. Nope, there's a lot of problems with voting. Well, when is it you? Mm-hmm. They totally rewrote. We opted out of Common Core. We opted back in. It cost us $100 million. They never fix it because they can't fix it because they don't want to fix it. Because if you fix the problem, then you don't need the government. And if you fix the problem, fixing the problem is getting government out of the way and limiting the power of the government. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) We we can't have that. All right. Right. When we come back, we got a lot of calls about Kevin's hair. (laughs) <laughs> and people are so fired up about this. This is important stuff, everybody. All right, so we'll play them. Okay, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. And the sign said, I'm hearing freaky people. All right. We got to talk about Kevin's hair mm-hmm. and his not washing of his hair. He hasn't washed it since this weekend. No, I washed it this morning. Yeah, I could tell. That's what I said when I came in today. I can, I can tell now that I'm looking for it. I'm a very observant person. <laughs> Don't go sniffing him, okay? Did I ever tell you I have 20? creepy. I have 2010 vision. Have I ever told you that? No. I mean, I've told our audience a couple times. No. I have 2010 vision. The last time I took an eye exam, yeah. I got to the bottom row and I could actually read part of the bottom row. And the guy who did the eye exam is like, 
almost nobody can do that. You should have been a pilot. That would have been good. Well, I am petrified to fly, so oh, that would true. interfere so with that. Maybe not. But I'm very, I observe, I am a very visually oriented person, mm-hmm. and I observe things well, and I can actually tell a difference in in Kevin's hair. Uh, re- so let, we got several people that called about this, mm-hmm. and I knew it would be because this is how it works on the show. We do like life-altering things, the your ability to afford your home, stay in your home, mm-hmm. price of gas. Right. You get like one or two calls, and then right. you, you do something about some guy not washing his hair, and everybody wants to chime in. Right, and so yeah. we we kind of asked, is Kevin more the normal, the people who do it, you know, maybe two or three times a week? Are we the everyday people more the normal? And uh, got a bevy of phone calls. Hi, Rob and Casey. Love you guys. Love your show. I'm This is Patty, and I'm calling about the hair washing issue. Um, I'm 65, and I only wash my hair about every third day because it's here. It's gotten much drier as I've gotten older. But starting in my 30s, it kind of started that way, and I maybe every other day. But if you wanted to uh, ask about younger people, my daughters, when they were in high school and college, one had very thick, coarse hair. So she only washed her hair maybe every other day because otherwise it got too dry. My other daughter had very fine hair that she washed every day because if she didn't, it just got way too oily. So I think it depends on the person and what their hair type is. That's yeah. the way I am with the fine, thin hair. Yeah. Got a lot of really bad hair. Oh, yeah. So if I don't wash it every day, it looks greasy. Does your hair come out? Do you lose hair when you wash your hair? No, when I brush it sometimes. Yeah. And that happens more frequently as you age. All right. Uh, got, like I said, many calls on this. Want to try to get to as many as we can. Go ahead. Yes, I'm calling about the hair washing. My <laughs> husband washes his every day because not it looks greasy and dirty. Mm-hmm. I wash mine maybe... Oh, two to three times a week. And no, I don't run it under the water on the days that I'm not shampooing it. I put I put a shower cap on. And that's only because if I wash my hair every day, it dries it out too mm-hmm. bad. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on your hair type. Rob, let me ask you this. Yes. Now that you've become more observant of yeah. my hair, mm-hmm. <laughs> are there days when I come in here where my hair looks a little greasy? Well, what here is what I've noticed. It is like watching you today, you look like it's like an HD version of Kevin's hair, whereas <laughs> yeah. yesterday it was like a standard definition. There's like a glow of the hair today. It's a little blonder. Yeah, yeah it does, does not... Mm-hmm. Did not exist yesterday, which is why I had asked. Yeah, did you do something different with your hair? You thought he was coloring his hair. No, it's just greasy. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, and it's only because I have I have been blessed with this incredible 2010 vision. Now, Kevin, when you don't wash your hair, are you still showering in the morning? Yeah, yeah, okay. I still shower, and I I will still like run my hair under water. under the water. So you have to style it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, there there may be a. Uh, one or two days yeah. where I don't mm-hmm. uh, wash it at all or run it under the water. I, but I would be loath to leave the house without taking a shower before I come to work because when our power went out last night, mm-hmm. wife was like, well, what are you going to do about you know, get, going to work tomorrow? And I said, well, just got to make sure I get the garage door opener, uh, garage door open. Mm-hmm. And I said, and I'll just have to put a candle in the bathroom when I take a, take a shower. And are you guys that way? Like I can, I would, I would feel gross if I came to work without taking a shower. Absolutely. Yeah, I still shower every day. Yeah, you just skip over your hair. All right, we got a one more call. <laughs> I have very dry hair, and I have always washed my hair weekly, and occasionally I go ten days. My hair doesn't stink. It doesn't get oily. 
I know, seems crazy, but I was told very young, it's healthier for your scalp and your hair to wash it once a week. So that's what I've always done, and I am 67. So this is what it came down to for me, because I knew we were going to get a variety of opinions on Mm -hmm. this. And as I will often do on this show, Mm -hmm. uh, I went to one of my dear friends, fan of the show, uh, my good buddy Bart. Mm -hmm. Because Bart is an advice man. He's very level-headed. He will often tell us exactly what he thinks on what's going on on our show. Is Bart the guy who said you can't cut your grass until? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, Bart and I have been friends for years. He yep. will hear this later. He loves when he gets mentioned. And so I went, Hi, Bart. Uh, we went to Bart <laughs> on this mm-hmm. and Bart emphatically told me that Kevin is a dirty grease ball. And so that is where I came down on this. Does, so I was, now, I was willing to be swayed, Kevin. Does Bart have a full head of hair? Uh, Bart, yes, does. It. Bart is one of these people who he's like a Tom Brady, who is his favorite person in the world. He ages in reverse. Mm-hmm. He's one of these people, like if you looked at a photo of Bart from 10 years ago and a photo of Bart now, you would say that- He gets better looking? You, you would think the photos are reversed mm-hmm. because he is he is looks better today mm-hmm. than he did 10 years ago. <laughs> And in my life, as I enter my late 30s, because Bart is a couple of years older than me, I'm attempting to recreate and become Bart. Okay. It would have been really funny if you would have said Bart is bald. Uh, no, Bart is not <laughs> He's bald. trying to weigh in on that conversation. Bart is very fit. Uh, he is everything I am uh, aspire to be. And he said, Kevin, you are completely disgusting and that you should wash your hair every single day. Well, I, and, I don't agree with that, but he's entitled to his own opinion. And don't cut your grass before 11 a.m. because then that makes you a rude neighbor. Right. Well, I think what we've learned is that it really depends on your hair type. Yeah, How definitely. You, when when and you should shampoo. No, I thought not. Bart settled it. Kevin is disgusting. <laughs> we can go with that too. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning.